Welcome to DP City Church Podcast. Connect, grow, serve. You guys are awesome. Y'all are excited, huh? A little bit? Hang on, is there a video? Okay, there's a video. I'm going to let All right. There we go. There's some cool guy. Going big. I know that guy. You! Was that kind of cool? Oh, thank you. All right, I got to figure this out real quick. I brought too many things up here. I felt like if I put the water on this, it might tip over. It's a little angled, so we made the right play right there. You guys are having fun, huh? Okay. All right, lighting is going up and down and all around. Amen? All right, here we go. Well, before we get into the message... Who wants a skateboard? Woo! Well, my good friend that's sitting in the front row, also wearing a flannel shirt, mentioned to me he forgot his skateboard. So, to you, my friend. Bless you, bud. What was your name again? Jack. You're amazing. Come give me a high five. Boom. There we go. All right. DP City, how we doing? Woo! All right, we're going to have some fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys like an opportunity to keep giving me those woos. Sound good? Woo! There we go. Pierce the ears. We got to knock the roof off this place. We got to get it filled, take it to the next level, because God's doing something here in Him. Am I right? And He's doing it through each and every one of you. Touch the person on your left and say, He's doing it through you. He's doing it through you. We get to be the hands and feet of God. And I just got to give a huge shout out to Pastor Kyle, the legend. Thank you. How many of you guys guys love your leaders? They're so awesome. They love great food. We went and had an awesome burrito. You like food? Yeah. So we had these amazing burritos. And someone tried the challenge, which it's basically a burrito that's as long as this table. Who thinks they could take it out? All right. Go to tacos and beer and say you want the challenge. It might be as big as you, my man. A burrito your size. You think you want to eat it? Okay, next time I'm up here, we're going to take you there, and we're going to see you tank that thing down. All right, he's going to pull up a photo of it. Even better. Awesome. Well, I just want to pray real quick before we get into it. You guys want to bow your heads and lift it up with me? Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together tonight. Lord, I just pray that you would speak through me. I pray that we would encounter you tonight, that there would just be joy in our spirits, Lord, that we would leave here different than the way we walked in because this is the house of transformation, Lord. We thank you that you meet us where we're at and you love us into who we could be. So I just pray, God, more than anything, that we just have fun tonight and get to learn about you and how much you love us, how good you are to us, and how much your grace would continue to abound and give us dreams and vision of how we can live this life to honor you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? 
Amen. You guys are awesome. Y'all are some prayer warriors out here. As I was praying on my drive up, I live about an hour away from here down in San Diego, and God was really showing me that we were going to just have an encounter tonight. We were going to encounter God. We were going to have a revelation from God. God was going to meet us here tonight because encounters are what equip us to go out into the world and truly live out the life that God's calling us to. Every single person in this room has a purpose for their life. There's something different about you than that's different than anyone else in the entire world. That's pretty cool, huh? Maybe. Like you are different than anybody else in this entire world. And there are billions of people, but no one else is called to do what you're going to do in your life. No one else is going to be able to laugh the way that you laugh, to speak the way that you speak. And I just want to apologize if I'm talking funny right now. Has anyone ever been to the dentist? Cool. You were just there. I was there yesterday. How many people listen to their dentist? So yesterday, I did not listen to my dentist. And I actually had to have like kind of a deep cleaning because sometimes, man, you got to go deep, get out what's underneath before you can heal and step in. That's a whole nother word. But basically... My dentist told me not to eat until I could feel my mouth again. So I get home, and I'm making an awesome smoothie, right? And I'm like, oh, a smoothie should be good. But for some reason, I decide, does anyone ever eat acai bowls? Yeah, you know, you get the granola on top. You put some fresh berries on top. So I'm like, you know what? I think I can kind of feel my mouth. I'm just going to go for it, and uh, I'm going to make an acai bowl. I, I-, I can chew. I think I can chew. All of a sudden, I'm eating it, I'm enjoying it, I'm sitting out in the sun, and then I hear a noise, and it was a noise I hadn't heard before, and the noise was me just chomping into my tongue. I don't know if you can see it. Maybe some of y'all in the front row, but I have an awesome hole in my tongue, and I couldn't feel it at all, right, because it was numb. I couldn't feel the damage that I had done because I was numb to it. I had no idea what was going on. But I'm like, sitting there, I'm like, yep, I just bit my tongue. Pretty good. And I start tasting blood. And then I go run into the mirror, and I'm just seeing blood gushing out. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? Thankfully, I didn't bite all the way through my tongue, and we're here today. But if I'm talking funny, that's why. So moral of the story, listen to your dentist, right? And when you're numb, you don't realize the damage that you're doing. And there's things in this world that can numb us, right? There's things that we can do. In the Bible, it's called sin. It's missing the mark. And what sin is, is separating us from God. It's separating us from that relationship. But that's what's so beautiful is that God loves us, and that spirit is active on the inside of us. But the more times that we try and numb that spirit through things and desires that are not of God, the more time that we spend kind of suppressing that Holy Spirit and conviction. You know, has has anyone in here ever told a lie? Oh, those of you that aren't raising your hand, I feel like you're lying to me right now. And I'm going to try and not be offended because as believers, we need to be unoffendable. People are so offended in this world. Oh my gosh, he's wearing a blue shirt. I don't like blue. So... If I am offending you by a blue shirt, I apologize, but I love blue. It's my favorite color. I think blue, you guys like blue? Come on. That's awesome. Beaver flannel. 
I might have to make that my new name. No more Beaver Fleming. We're Beaver Flannel. You heard it from the front row. But I want to talk to you guys for a second. What's the opposite of a lie? Truth. Amen. And that's what we're going to speak on tonight. I gave them the verse, so we're going to see if it's on here. But in, in the book of John, verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus is speaking, and then he says this, that then you would know the truth, and the truth would set you free. It's a really powerful verse, especially in a world where we don't even know what's always true. There's constant chaos and confusion in the world, what we're taught in schools, what we're taught in church. Sometimes there can be conflicting things, but that's why it's so powerful in a world filled with confusion that we can actually know truth and then have a relationship with truth, with the truth. Jesus is the truth. But if we can know the truth, the truth would be set free. Who wants to be set free in their life? Amen. Come on. You guys are awesome. This is so fun. Well, I've got three truths about truth. Does that sound good? All right. Truth, truth, truth. We're saying truth so many times. Truth. All right. So the first truth about truth is this, that if you can't be true to yourself, then you can't be true to anybody else. So if you're not honest with yourself, about what God's calling you to be. And as believers, we have this total opportunity to learn who we are because this is who God says we are. In a world that tries to label you and put these kind of phrases on you and categorize you by what you do, not who you are, this is what God says of you. He says that you are strong, that you are courageous, that he has a plan for your life. And if we can remember who we are and who God's calling us to be, it's going to be able to have that truth that would set us free. Because when we're truly beaver, when I'm truly beaver, my true authentic self that God called me to be, that's different than anyone else. How many guys were here, How many of you all were here when Rex spoke? Okay, I'm sure he said this one. If he didn't, he says it all the time, that your difference contains your reward. And so that's what we're talking about. If you can't be true to what makes you different, because the more time you spend doing things to try and fit in, the more time you spend forgetting who it is that you really are and who God's calling you to be. See, I'm wearing a blue shirt right now, but if everyone at school was wearing a red shirt, but my favorite color was blue, but I didn't want to look like a weird kid, I wanted to fit in with everyone, and I started wearing a red shirt, over time, I would forget what my favorite color was because the more time I spend trying to fit in with the kids that are wearing red shirts, I forget that I love blue. And that's just a unique passion and metaphor to kind of translate to you guys what I'm talking about. Because I grew up, I talked about it a little earlier today during the, um, the session over lunch, but I grew up in Tennessee where skateboarding wasn't popular. You saw that video, and I travel the world now as a professional skateboarder, but at the time, it was so different. A lot of my friends played football, played baseball, but I had a passion for skateboarding. So a lot of times, I would skate by myself. And what it showed me was, even though I was alone, I never truly was because God was always with me. And I believe that he put that desire in my heart because dreams are given to us as a source of inspiration to get into action on those dreams. I love that in the Bible it talks about in the last days. Someone say the last days. There we go. There's that passion we're talking about. In the last days, because we're living in the last days after Jesus has ascended up to heaven, he said he would pour out his spirit on all flesh that the, the sons and daughters would begin to prophesy. The old men would have dreams. Who, who, who in here needs to dream again? 
We got a lot of young people, but we also have old people. And I want to kind of speak to everyone for a minute because you're never too young and you're never too old to have a dream resurrected. And God wants to revitalize those different dreams and gifts that you have. There's a reason for it. There's a purpose for it. And I knew at a young age that I had a dream to move to California. I had no idea how I was going to do it, right? I'm in California right now, exactly, but I didn't always grow up here. And when I was your age, it was a dream to come to California. I know. I was dreaming when I was 12 to come to California. Do you have a dream to go somewhere in your life? You don't. There's nowhere you want to go to in your life. You just want to stay in California. You don't know where you want to go yet, but you will learn. You want to go to heaven. I know a guy that can get you there. (laughs) His name is Jesus. Amen. But being bold and courageous is something that God calls every one of us to do. And it's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be easy. Telling the truth isn't easy. Telling the truth can be scary sometimes, especially if you did something that you're not proud of or you know wasn't right or you disobeyed your parents. Has that ever happened that you know you did something wrong, but you didn't want to tell your parents, so you made up a lie? Mm. All right. Well, that's my point number three. I'm just going to miss point number two because point number three is if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember the lie that you made up. How hard is it to remember that story when you did something wrong, but you didn't want to own it? Was it was it hard to remember what you lied about? And then you caught yourself like saying, Oh, well, I was at their house, but you weren't at their house, so then you had to make up another lie of why you weren't where you were supposed to be. Is anyone relating to me? Yeah? All right. There we go. And so then you find yourself just kind of spiraling in this lie that you don't even remember what the truth was. Excuse me. And then you just find yourself in this place of confusion and chaos, and then you really feel bad about yourself, right? Has anyone ever felt good about lying? You feel good about lying? Why do you need to lie? See, they don't have a reason. (laughs) Because the truth is what's going to set you free. And it's going to allow you to be in that place where God's going to be able to use you for his kingdom and his purpose. And that's what we're all called to do as believers of the faith. And it's an exciting thing. It's an exciting place. And what God was really showing me as well, that there's just such a harvest here. Does anyone know what a harvest is? Young people? You can harvest things from farms. It's a great analogy because what God uses in the harvest is that the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And what that really means is that even here in Hemet, you see all these empty seats around you, but each one of those seats is a soul that God is desiring to have in that seat so that he can encounter them. So if you have friends that haven't encountered the love and the presence of God, it's a beautiful opportunity. And I just really feel right now that the Holy Spirit wants to bring those people and he wants wants to bring them through you because you all have that relationship. You all are excited about Jesus. You are excited to come and worship him. I saw you guys just going crazy during worship when the music was playing, just singing praise to God. It's super fun, right? It's super exciting. And that's what we get to share with so many different people by telling them, hey, you got to come check this place out on a Wednesday. We're getting ready for our Blaze Conference 2.0 and we're going to bring the ramp back out here and it's going to be incredible. So be sure and tell everyone that 
that there's going to be an encounter here. Not only are they going to see cool action sports, but they're actually going to understand how they can have a relationship with a father that loves them, that wants to do life with them, that wants to encourage them and just truly bring freedom to them. Like I talked about on that verse, the truth is what's going to set you free. The truth would liberate, it will reconcile relationships, and it will bring deeper intimacy. And that intimacy is what we're called to have with God. And really that word, intimacy, it might sound like a big word to some of you guys, but all it means is into me see. And God wants to see into you. He wants you to be able to see into God so that you have a revelation of who God is. And God loves you so much. The Bible says in John um, chapter 3, verse 16, one of the most famous verses in the entire Bible that so many people that don't even go to church know, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that who would ever believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. My man was saying he wants to go to heaven. That's how he's able to go to heaven. By accepting Jesus, whoever would believe in him, who would ever receive him, whoever would encounter and want to reach out after what God's calling them into and who God is. It's so beautiful and so exciting. So I want to tell you guys, do you want to hear more about my story as a skateboarder? Yeah. All right. So I had that dream growing up in Tennessee, and I was very thankful. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were really awesome. They loved the Lord. They taught me the ways, and they really kind of showed me what it was like to have a relationship with God. However, the church that I went to was probably the place I was most told I would never make it as a pro skateboarder. Like, what am I actually going to do with my life? You can't really ride a skateboard for a living. I was constantly fighting, like, these narratives that people were trying to place on me, that they were trying to tell me what I could and couldn't do. But then I'm reading the Bible, And there's this verse in here that I love that it says, To him who is able to do immeasurably beyond anything we could ask, think, or imagine. And that's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. They're putting it up on the screen. And I just want you guys to just read that real quick and take that into your heart. Because his power that is at work within us is able to do beyond anything we could ask or think. So I could ask or think to be a pro skateboarder, but I could have never asked or imagined to be able to travel all over the world. I've been to more countries than I could even count right now, and it's all just a testament to his faithfulness to meet me where I was and love me into who I could become. And having a dream, but daring to commit that dream to God, to say, God, okay, I have no idea how this is going to happen, but I trust you. And, and God's calling us into that place of trust. The Bible says in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So I had to trust him. Even though I couldn't see it in the physical, I could see it in my mind. And I truly believe when you have that vision and you commit it to God, all things are going to be possible. No matter how crazy, no matter how ridiculous, no matter how wild it seems. Some of these things that I've done have been just absolutely crazy, but I knew that there was a possibility possibility and a way to make them work, that with God, all things would be possible. And that's what's awesome about it, is when we have those crazy dreams, when we have those crazy things and ideas, we can commit them to God and glorify Him. The best way to glorify God is to enjoy this gift that He's given us, right? And the gift that He's given us is life. He's given us life. How many people enjoy being alive? 
Amen. All right. For those of you that don't, I hope I can encourage you by the end of this that life is a gift. It's not something that you just have to go through and it's always doom and gloom. It's actually an opportunity to even take the doom and gloom, give it to God, and let him create it into something beautiful. It's not for you to carry on your own. It's for you to give your life to God. Just like he gave his life for you, you can give your life to God, and he's able to transform it. He's able to change your perspective. Because when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. We could look at our circumstances and let them overpower us and be like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do better in school. It's just so difficult. It's just so hard to figure out how to get a better grade in school, right? Anyone feel me there? You have straight A's. You're amazing. And if we get stuck in that mentality of, man, I don't know how I'm going to overcome, we can change that narrative by saying, okay, God, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I pray that you would show me a way. And then you get resourceful and you use the people that are around you and ask for help. Sometimes we just got to ask for help because God loves to use people to bless other people. He's not always just going to send a miracle straight from heaven. A lot of times that miracle sitting next to you right now and all you have to do is ask. We have not because we ask not. A lot of times we just need to ask God for what we truly need. But when we change the way we look at things and we say, okay, God, I'm not going to ask again why this is happening to me. I'm going to ask what am, how am I to grow out of what's going on right now? How am I to grow out of this circumstance that's taking place right now? Growing isn't always fun, but it's always fruitful. And it's always something God's calling us to do is to grow deeper so that we can flourish and truly change the world and flip the world upside down. From a world that's just covered in chaos and darkness, it's a really dark place. Jesus calls us to be the salt and to be the light. Do you guys know what that means? Okay, I'm going to break it down for you. Not salt and pepper. He calls us to be salt and light. Salt brings the flavor. It brings flavor out of what it's put on. It brings the, the most juicy, awesome, I love steak. Does anyone like a good steak? Yes. Amen. It makes French fries better. Have you ever had a French fry with no salt? Ew, that's gross. Exactly. They're terrible. Why would you have a French fry with no salt? Pepper. There we go. Some people do love pepper. But Jesus calls us to be the salt because we're able to pull the flavor out of things. We're able to enhance what's going on in our world. When we go to school, we're able to bring the energy. We're able to bring the flavor. We're able to enhance the environment that we go into because we have salt within us. And then we're called to be the light. And the light's what's going to penetrate the darkness. And the light's what unlocks other people and brings them and makes it attractive to know who God is in and through you. And when you have that that light, people aren't always going to understand it. They're going to try and make fun of you for it. They're going to try and put you down. But the brighter you shine, it's going to reveal to them the darkness in their own life. And they're going to want to ask you the question of, man, how are you able to have that faith? How are you able to be strong in what you believe? What is it all about? Is Jesus really real? And you're able to encourage them through your testimony of your relationship with God. And that's what we're called to do as believers, is to go and make disciples of all nations.
nations. I see all these incredible cities that are on here. And those are cities that we're called to go and do outreach and ministry to. And I know some of you are younger and you don't really know how to get further than your house and across the street. But what that really means is those neighbors that you're playing with every single day, you have the opportunity to bring life to them. You have the opportunity to encourage them and show them how much God loves them. And I want to encourage you guys to do that because through skateboarding, it's unlocked an opportunity for me to meet so many incredible people and just really get to share the love of God with them. And also to be able to use my time, my talent, my treasure to just share with you guys. When I was here for the Ablaze Conference, it was so fun to skate in the parking lot. A couple of kids were riding my board and cruising around, and I'm excited for the next one. It's going to be even bigger. It's going to be even better. But we're here right now, and what we can do is let our light shine. Let the light shine even brighter, because there's a world that's desperate for it right now. Now more than ever, with so much confusion and chaos between, you know, COVID going on in this world, The school kids here were awesome. They got to be able to hang out and enjoy. And big shout out to this incredible ministry and church for having a school that kids can be taught the truth so that they can be set free. But there's so many kids right now that are still really scared. Has anyone ever been scared of anything? And it's not fun to be scared all the time at all. (laughs) That was really funny. I got scared when I was starting to learn how to go down those crazy ramps like you saw a video on. But if I would have let that fear take hold of me and be like, man, I don't know if I can do it, I would have never done some of the things that I've done. And that would have kind of been me missing the point of of what God's calling me to do. But sometimes we have to step out in faith and be like, okay, God, I don't know how it's going to work, but again, I trust in you. And because I trust you, I am willing to go for it. I'm willing to go for it no matter what's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like, but God, because I trust you, I'm going to start to live differently. And I want to encourage you guys with that because we're not just called to come to church and just hear a cool word and not be changed and not be challenged and not be encouraged to go deeper in our relationship with God. We're called to be here to learn something new, something that we can apply to our lives so that we can bless other people, so that we can love other people, but also so that we can become everything that God's calling us to be, and that we could glorify him through what we think, say, and do. Amen? All right, you guys are doing good here. So how do we make this work? in our lives? How do we start living the truth out? We have to have that relationship with truth. And Jesus says in John, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So not only does he say that we would know the truth and the truth would set us free, he actually says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You might have heard it out there. People talk all the time about, oh, I'm just living my truth. You can live your truth. I'm living my truth. But the problem with your truth and my truth is it's not the truth. And we're not going to be set free unless we know the truth, right? And the truth right here is what Jesus is saying, that he is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, and that he came to give us life. No one would come to the Father except through Jesus. And that's how we're able to have that restored relationship with God so that we can be living the life that God taught us to. I think the the verse that sums up the entire gospel for me is John 10.10. 
And we're going to pull it up here, and I'm going to really break this one down because it encourages me all the time because it, it, it makes aware what's truly out there. And you don't have to go outside and turn on the news to realize that we live in a dark and fallen and just crazy chaotic world right now. But what it says is the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. It talks about the devil, and the devil comes to steal your dreams, to kill your joy, and ultimately to destroy your life. And it starts with killing that dream that you have. It starts with killing that dream, that, that God dream that he's placed on the inside of you, that purpose that he has for your life. He wants to kill that thing. So then he can steal your joy. Do you see people that just don't have a smile on their face ever? Does that sound fun? That does not sound like a good way to live. And that's not God's design for us to live in that way of not enjoying this gift of life that he's given to us. And ultimately, if your dream's gone, you have nothing to live for, you don't know what your purpose is, and your joy gets killed, then your life ends up being destroyed. And that's what the devil wants. But I love that that verse doesn't end there because Jesus goes on to say, I have come that they may have life. Someone say may. That they may have life and have it to the full. And it says may in there because we have to make that decision. Are we willing to accept that call? Are we willing to accept Jesus into our life and say, okay, Lord, you've come and the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you have come that we may have life and have it to the full. So I have to choose to follow you. I have to choose to follow the way, the truth, the life. I have to choose to follow Jesus. And we have to make that decision in our hearts. And we really have to make that decision every day. I'm sure many of you have made that decision. And I'm going to leave some time here at the end, and we're going to have some of the leaders come up, and we want, I want to pray for you guys if you've never made that decision to follow Jesus. But also it's, also, it's an incredible opportunity to know that, man, we have to make that choice every single day and let the Holy Spirit come alive on the inside of us, right? The sign over here on the wall, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? The Holy Spirit gives us that conviction of what we need to say yes to and what we need to say no to, and that keeps us grounded into living out the life that God's called us to. It transforms everything. The Bible says that if we walk by the Spirit, we would not gratify the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh are the things that make us want to lie because we don't want to get in trouble, right? I want to lie because I don't want to get in trouble. I want to lie because I, I, I don't, if, if they found out what I really did, I just don't know how, how they would take it. And so we try and cover ourselves up. Like that's what our flesh wants. But the spirit knows that if we're honest and we tell the truth, then the truth is going to set us free. And that's what Jesus came for was to give us that freedom, to give us that true life. But again, and we have to choose it. We have to choose to receive the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I don't know how I'm going to get through this situation, but I trust that you're going to be in this with me, that you're going to do this through me, and that you're going to be able to use me for your kingdom and your glory. And again, with my story as a kid coming with a dream to travel the world and be this awesome skateboarder and, and just really live out this dream that I had, there's a prayer that was really powerful in the Bible, and it's called the prayer of Jabez. And it says, and, and the name Jabez actually means sorrowful. It actually isn't a good name to have. But my dad actually gave me this book as a kid, and I, I just want to kind of speak this over, over you young people right now, over, over you kids and the youth. Like, this prayer truly changed my life because I would pray this every single night, and I didn't even know what it meant 
until I got older and realized what I was truly praying for. But the prayer basically goes like this. Dear Lord, I pray that you would bless me and enlarge my territory and keep your hand with me wherever I go that I might not hurt anyone else. Like that's the gist of the prayer because we don't want to hurt anyone else. We want to encourage. We want to edify. We want to build up. We want when people come into our lives, we want them to enjoy that they're in our lives. We want to be like, man, it's so cool to have you in my life. I'm so thankful to have you. That's what we're called as believers to be that salt, to be that light, to know that every time that we encounter these people, that there's an experience that they get to have that they're like, man, I just love being around them. If you look at like the disciples, they just love to be around Jesus. And we have that opportunity with Christ living on the inside of us to let people love hanging out with us and doing life with us and just being with us. Like being with Kyle and his wife earlier was so much fun. You guys are just awesome people to be around. And that's really truly living out your God calling is just being an awesome person that loves God and loves people and wants to see people set free and set up into who they can be. That's why they were so awesome to bring me up here to encourage you guys because they have a heart for you and they want to see you flourish. They want to see you succeed. No matter what struggles you're going through, you don't have to go through it alone. And we can have that opportunity to be each other's brother and sister and love on them in a way that's different from what the world says. The world wants to lie. The world wants to manipulate. The world wants to twist the truth. But again, the truth is what's going to set you free. So if you guys could just be encouraged by that, I think it's really going to be something that God's going to be able to use in and through you. And whether you understand what I'm saying or one day you will, the truth is what's going to allow you to have that opportunity to live out what God's calling you into. And that prayer really transformed me at a young age to be like, man, okay, I believe, God, that you're going to do something amazing in my life. I don't know what it is, but I just trust that you're going to do something amazing in my life. And that joy has just been with me. And God has done so many incredible things. And that's exactly what's going to happen in your life. If you're willing to trust God and say, God, I trust you. I want to do life with you. I want to be encouraged through you. And I want to live a life worthy of the call that you've placed on me. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go for it. With every head bowed and eye closed, if that's you in this room tonight and you just want God to use you, you would say, Lord, I know I'm not perfect, but I just pray that you would use me. Would you just lift up your hand? Come on. Thank you, God. You guys are awesome. Wow. All right. Thank you, Lord. All right, you guys want to repeat this prayer with me? All right, say, Heavenly Father, I know I'm not perfect, but I thank you that you love me so much that you gave your son to have me back. I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit and that you would empower me to live a life worthy of the call. Jesus, I thank you for being my Savior. And today I make you my Lord. And I pray that you would be with me until I'm received into heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow, you guys are amazing. I'm excited for you. God's doing something here in Hemet. I can just feel it. 
there, there's going to be just, like I said, there's that harvest, right? There's a harvest of souls, and there's also a harvest of dreams. And it starts with the, I, I just see the kids. I see you kids so excited. Like we were playing volleyball earlier today, and people were almost getting hit in the face, and it was amazing. But everyone was just having fun. And the joy of the Lord is what gets to be our strength. And I just see joy coming back into this world. And I see joy coming into him. It, and that's what the Spirit is going to do. And it starts with you guys. So I just, again, I just bless you with that. Just be joyful. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. But it starts with love and joy. And you guys are here in such a culture of love and joy. And that's what this church truly has. So I just want to just bless you guys, Pastor Steve and Kyle. You, you guys have that love and that joy. And, and it's amazing. And so I'm going to hang out for a little bit. I know we're going to kind of, it's, um, we're going to wind the service down, but I'm going to hang out if you guys have any questions. But for those of you that made that decision for the first time, would you just come say what's up to me and Kyle after this? Is that, is that cool? Yeah? Okay. Awesome. Because I want to just pray for you personally. And if you guys are going through anything at all like that you're struggling with, would love to just encourage you and, and get you that prayer that you need. And if, if you have that trouble with lying, does anyone just feel like they can't help but tell a lie? All right, we're going to pray for that as well, because that's something that we just got to get broken off of this next generation. All right, you guys are amazing. All right, guys, make some noise for Beaver. Thank you for joining us today at DP City Church. We would love the opportunity to pray for you, and we are believing God will do big things in your life this year. You can contact us at info.dpcitychurch.com. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can visit www.dpcitychurch.com. Thanks again. God bless.